John from the Free Gift from God.com podcast. Today I'm continuing on in this series I've been doing just recently on trust and looking at trusting in God. We've been called to Christ to live with him. And to do that, we need to trust in God that he has a plan for us and that his plan will be achieved. Jesus showed us the way in his life on earth as he trusted the Father in all things. And we need to trust him also. The rewards for trusting in God are many, and we will touch on a few of those in this session today. So my aim today is to see how faith and trust work together. And in fact, faith without trust is not really faith. If we believe God, then we should trust him because he's trustworthy. We'll also look at how trusting in God worked in Abraham's life and what rewards his trust and faith in God brought. So the first scripture I want to look at today is in Romans chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 1. What then shall we say about Abraham, a forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to one who works, his wages are not reckoned as a gift, but as his due. And to one who does not work, but trusts him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteous. So here we see in the situation with Abraham, when Abraham came before God, God told him that he would be the father of many nations, and Abraham believed him. So there was his faith, but he believed him also because he trusted that God would do what he said, even though Abraham knew that he was almost 100 years old and his wife was, was 90 years old, Sarah was 90 years old, well past the, uh, the the age of childbearing, she also had some physical uh, complication that prevented her from falling pregnant as well. But Abraham saw past those things and he recognised there was nothing that God could not do and so he trusted him. And also again, when God told him to offer up Isaac, his son, as a sacrifice, Abraham still believed, had faith and trusted God that he would be able to even raise Isaac from the dead, if that was his will. So his trust was incredibly powerful, along with his faith. And we see the promises that he got and the, uh, the rewards he got from this. I'll go continue on in Romans chapter 4 in the next scripture. Go down a little bit into verse 13. The promise to Abraham and his descendants that they should inherit the world did not come through the law, but through righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. And that's important for us to remember too, that uh, it's not about adhering to the law, it's about faith. Continue on, verse 15. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told, so shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead because it was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver 
concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. And that's the important point that we need to remember too. He did not distrust God, even though from a physical perspective, it was, it was impossible that he should have children through Sarah. Abraham trusted God. He believed God and he recognized that God could do anything. And so he just continued to trust, continued to believe until the promises of God came to pass. I'll just continue on. I'll read again from verse 20. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. That's why his faith was given to him. He was reckoned righteous. To be reckoned is to have it added to him. His righteousness was added to him, not because of anything that he'd done, but because he believed the word of God and no distrust made him waver in that belief. And the good news for us is in verse 23, but the words it was reckoned to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be, it being righteousness, it will be reckoned to us who believe in him that raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was put to death for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So just as his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness because he believed that God would give him children through Sarah, so too when we believe the impossible, because that's what Abraham was asked to believe. He was asked to believe the impossible, that his wife of 90 years old, well past the age of childbearing, barren in the womb, was going to have a child. It was impossible. And he had to believe the impossible to receive this righteousness or to be reckoned righteous through his faith. And he had to trust God that he would do what he said he would do and give him this son. And it's the same for us. We have to believe the impossible. I mean, from a human perspective, it is impossible that a man should be raised from the dead. It's just not possible. It just can't happen. You know, as far as mankind is concerned, this is impossible. But nothing is impossible to God. And we have to believe the impossible and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and that in his death, when we enter into his death, which we do through baptism, we're baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, we also can be reckoned righteous. The uh, next scripture I want to look at is in Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 2. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified have all one origin. That is why he's not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim thy name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation I will praise thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same nature that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil. So what we see here, it's talking about Jesus. It says there in verse 13, I will put my trust in him. Who's he putting his trust in? He's putting his trust in the Father. And again, here am I and the children God has given me. God has given us as his children to Christ. And just as Jesus trusted God to carry him through all the things he had to do, we too trust God and we trust Jesus to bring us to the place where we will see the Lord, where we will enter into his kingdom. So consider this. Can you see the immense value of trusting in God? It's by trusting in God that Abraham received righteousness by faith. 
And so too, when we believe and trust God, we receive his righteousness also. God has given us as children into the care of his son, Jesus Christ. When we have faith and trust him, he helps us and guides us so that we do not fall. And even if we do suffer, it's for our benefit and for our strengthening, as the scripture says, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. As a prayer point, ask the Lord now to help your faith, to strengthen your faith and so that you can trust Jesus completely and without wavering. There can be no doubt as we hold fast our confession of faith, and we cannot fully trust if there is any doubt. God is with you, so ask him to show you the path forward in trust and in faith. So that's all for today. I'll be continuing on this subject of trust again next time, so I hope you'll join me then. So until then, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast, signing off and wishing you a blessed week ahead. God bless you.